2: Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack of Day Podcast. I'm Steve Perhatch. I am joined, as always, by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. What's going on, guys?
3: Nothing. Listen to the storm outside and hoping I don't lose internet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that
4: would be bad.
3: Yeah. It's almost like Sarah dealt
2: with that, and then she just I, uh, put us, put us on, her, on her
3: phone and just did it anyway. I'm, so. I'm the one who records the whole thing. Is part of, Ooh, that's part of the problem?
4: True. We need Dusty. So, we know what happened the last time.
3: Yeah, you still had a show. You still had we a show. That was great. We still just, had a show. It just yeah, took we, a
2: we recorded a huge video file and Andy replied goes, What WTF sorry? <laughs> WTF, where where did you record this? That was a pretty positive <laughs> the comment of like what did you guys do?
4: But it's worked we made it
2: it it did work we did okay without dusty we don't want to do it again because you know it's it's a good combination for the three of us to be together Mm -hmm. dusty's an ass Mm -hmm. uh sarah you know provides outstanding commentary and then i just kind of reel us all in so Mm.
4: speaking of dusty how was your birthday
3: ah Ah, sarah come on delightful (laughs) it was delightful I had a good day. I went and saw Midsummer by myself on Monday, the day before my birthday, and then my birthday. I didn't leave the house until I went out uh, drinking with my family that night. Just, just a lovely couple of days.
2: Thank by you. By the way, um, saw the picture of your entire family, and mm. mm. holy crap, you all look a- alike. And oh, I know, yeah? fan- I, I know it. it's, I know it's family and everything like mm. that. But oh my god, like I saw that you guys all have the exact same smile, which was. Very cool, but also a little creepy in the same. Maybe way.
3: A, maybe a little off putting, but we're all. I mean, the one thing you left out, Steve. We're all very good looking. We're oh, all absolutely. Very good looking people.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the worst of the group, but that's not true. Uh, you know, that's not true. Nah, I can't. You're not. You're not <laughs> going to hear me say
3: that. So what do you got? A
2: couple of brothers.
3: I've got. Uh. Yeah. There's five of us. So yeah. I've got. It's. Uh. It's. I've got three brothers and a sister. And then in the picture, uh, my um my sister's husband is there as well
4: oh my gosh i just looked it up
3: i know they all look the same
4: mm. yeah holy cow
3: yeah good looking we're very good looking that's right
2: well good for you good for you does i am i was gonna go more to the smart ass like jackassery kind of comments mm-hmm. for your birthday but uh you know happy birthday to you thank it's, you it's not every day you turn 47 years old how so... dare you how good you? 46. Forty six, forty six. I mean, I I see like the shave, the bald head. I just assume. I assume it's like you're in your mid mid to late forties. So.
3: I'm this is my. I just entered my last year of my thirties. I just turned thirty nine, so it's all it's all downhill from here.
2: So it's not the case. You're not okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Late I just look third. terrible. I just look real bad. It's because <laughs> you drink every day and watch stupid, stupid movies Ooh, while movies. podcasting. It's good movies. You won't believe what this clown is doing right now, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, clown!
2: <laughs> Packers wise, there is not a lot going on at the minute, but we are we are getting close. This is kind of an exciting time. So we can the Pack Today podcast. We have been talking about in. We have been tasked about talking about inside linebackers. So the super sexy group out of the entire defense. Mm-hmm. Guys, I mean, I I'm jacked up to talk about these about these uh, inside linebackers. Dusty, if you can run them down for me, I'm not exactly sure who's on the ninety man at the minute. Okay,
3: so who we've got? Who,
2: I, I don't pay a lot of attention. To that.
3: Who I've got? Uh, and Sarah, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I know you looked this up as well. Um, we've got Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, Ty Summers, James Crawford, and Curtis Bolton. So there's currently five. If unless I'm missing, am I missing someone, Sarah?
4: That's who I had as
3: okay. well. Right.
2: And if I can ask you guys, where did the Packers' fifty-three
3: man stand at the beginning of last year? They had. They started the year with four. So they started the year last year uh, with Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, Antonio Morrison, and James Crawford as their four inside linebackers at the beginning of last year. Okay. Uh, I mean we can't. Let's let's do some rundown
2: because. Let's be honest. We all we all love Big Blake. Uh, I take that back. Uh, Twitter does not love Big Blake. I'm, I I Big am Blake. fine with Big Blake. Yeah, okay? me too. That's good. Good to know everybody likes it. Like I I think he's he's just sound, like he's a sound linebacker, and I like having that. I like having a guy who's good in the run, good in the pass. Will be able to make tackles. And I know everybody says that he, you know, over He Like, he, you know, runs past things. He doesn't. I'm sorry. The man makes tackles. You can tell me that it's because the defense missed things. You can tell me it's because he didn't do it. No. I'm like, when you lead the
3: league in tackles, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's good and he's good in coverage. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's good in coverage, pretty good in coverage. Against the run, he's fine, like he gets washed out against some of the bigger guys, like he doesn't have that kind of uh, athleticism or size to kind of overcome some of that stuff, and so he needs kind of clear lanes, and he does kind of over-pursue at times, but listen, man, I are talking about a guy, he, he, go, he goes and gets guys, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's coming off the backs of some not great guys, especially the later years of A.J. Hawk, uh, and Hawk would just kind of sit back and tackle people after they got a first down, um, and Blake Martinez <laughs> does not do that, so... Uh by by comparison, he's a he's a step up. So I don't I don't love him. I don't think I love him, but he's he's fine. I like Blake Martinez just fine.
4: Yeah, I think when you said like I'm fine with him, that's pretty much how I yeah. feel as well. I think he's steady. You know what you're gonna get. You pretty much get that. He starts pretty thirty two games in the last two seasons, so he's there. Almost all the time, you get pretty much the same thing each time. And there's never been a time where I've been royally pissed off at him or just royally amazed with him. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, he played a, a great game, yada, yada, yada. But overall, it's each year he's been on the team, I'm like, okay, he's consistent. He's decent player, and I can't really complain about what I see.
2: Did you just yada, yada, yada with <laughs> Martinez's, like, l- career pretty much? <laughs> Well, I'm just curious. Like no his career, answer.
4: I respect him. Did. I meant the yada, yada, yada was in the most respectful way possible. <laughs> it wasn't a negative yada, yada, yada. Sometimes there is one of those. but I
2: mentioned tenor. the lobster bisque. <laughs> <laughs> but,
4: but it was just like, you know, everybody knows. You see it, you get it. There you go. You well, like, I you like,
2: you're not expecting him to be Luke Kuechly. You're not expecting him to be the most dynamic middle linebacker, but – out of the middle linebackers that we do have on the team, like he is legit. Like he he's the guy that you're you're banking on this 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 team. Like you want him to be the guy that's going to take control, uh, and that leads us right into Oren Burks because man, he has shown some things preseason. He has shown some athletic bursts, and like if he can be that guy that just complements Blake Martinez. They make a hell of a tandem. Mm-hmm. He was injured most of last year. So it was very, very disappointing first season for a third round draft pick. But man, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm way too, I don't, I don't know the best terminology but I'm like, I just over invested in him of mm-hmm. like, I, I just want this to work. Like I want him to be so good. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Oren Burke because he just got married. And if you have not seen that, go ahead and check it out on Twitter because that dude outkicked his coverage. Holy crap! He's but, also he's
3: also a good looking
2: man. Let's put it out there. Oh, Burke's also a good looking. He is man. a very good looking man. Um, but still, good job on him. What are your What are your guys' thoughts on Oren Burke's like like the professional player on the field?
4: I think he definitely, like you were saying, has the potential to be something. And I know he was hurt for most of last season, but from what we've seen and the sparks that he's been able to provide here and there, it's really, really exciting. And I think that if he's able to play to his full ability, he can really free up Blake Martinez then on the blitz. And that's where he sometimes can really, really provide great plays. So like you said, the two of them, if they're both able to stay healthy and play know the best of their ability really then I think it's going to be a great combo between the two of them there's a lot of potential there but again he was hurt a lot of last season can he stay healthy this season is a big question I really hope he does because I'm really excited about him as well and I don't want to get too hyped up about him before you know I see anything but from my gut tells me this is a good season for him and I think the two of them together is just going to be a killer combo
3: yeah i mean he's i mean you guys you guys said it all very well uh he's a he's a guy like you i'm trying not to get too hyped up he's a guy you can dream on you look at uh you look at how he looks when he's out there you look at his athleticism you think about what he could do and like if he puts it all together man he could be like he could be a dude he could be just a guy that just is tremendous a difference maker on that defense come out the gates flying he could be incredible but like I feel like I've seen this a whole bunch of times before. You get those guys, and they just they don't put it all together. Sometimes they do, and a lot of times they don't. And so I, I'm trying to stay optimistic. Uh, they say, I mean, you guys mentioned it. You didn't see the field much last year because of injuries. Uh, so I'm hoping that once he can see the field and he stays healthy, uh, he can put it together. Um, he does have that profile where I believe he can. But I'm I'm trying to stay low on him because every time I get high in him, I'm like he could be a difference maker. He's the key that unlocks his defense. And if he just never puts it together, it's going to break my heart. So. Uh, you can certainly see the promise, but I'm at this point, I'm not banking on it. But if he does put it together, he, he could be huge for the defense. I
2: still remember there was a play last preseason where he snuck through the line of scrimmage untouched and just blew up the running back in the backfield. And I remember saying, that, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing. It's a, uh, So, Dusty, I absolutely agree with you. You just have to temper that excitement. And realize the preseason, the preseason. You need to see those things in the regular season now from him. Like he is a third round draft pick, he is somebody that needs to prove that he is worthy of being on the field. Because after him, there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> Honestly, we'll, we'll, we'll run through it, but there is literally nothing. We have a seventh round draft pick in Ty Summers, who's an athletic line, athletic linebacker, but nothing he's in, he's a seventh round draft pick James Crawford Curtis Bolden I mean honestly would. the the Packers have not invested
3: in this position in a long time and yeah. a lot of teams don't I mean this is definitely one of those positions that a lot of teams don't really that's it's a kind of a devalued position a bit which I get especially in this age of kind of hybrid gonna get those hybrid safety linebackers um and I guess that's a guy. If Josh Jones is around, uh, he, he kind of profiles with some of this, I guess. But uh, it's it's just not a position a lot of guys, uh, a lot of teams put a whole lot of stock in, I don't think.
2: Nah, that's not true. That's not true. There's Devin Bush, who was pick number 10. Yeah, he's going to oh, be a bust. Oh, shut since. up. I wanted him to. <laughs> the... He, uh, if Devin. Eh, eh, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't, don't even start with that. That dude's going to be a baller, and I wish he was on the Packers. That was my that was my dream crush for the draft this year, and as soon as there was a trade to as soon as number ten was a trade to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I I like I didn't start sobbing. <laughs> like, no, nobody should ever do that during the NFL draft. But I was like, oh no, this is there's I a know, single
4: tear running down your face. I, I, knew,
2: I knew what was happening. I was like, God damn it! Like he would have been perfect to run around right next to Blake Martinez. That would have been a great pick, but Rashawn Gary is going to be even better. So we'll we'll Mm -hmm. be good. We'll Mm -hmm. be good. Mm -hmm. Any uh, Sarah, do you have any other comments on the rest of the uh, undrafted free agents and Crawford, who you know used to run with the special teams? Like, is Crawford going to jump tie Summers? I mean,
4: I don't think so. I think Summers. I mean, I don't know too much about either one of them just because what we were saying there hasn't been much but i think um summers is slightly better than crawford i think his ability is a little more unique so i think he might jump him but i see both of them remaining on the roster but then i don't see bolton making the final one i see him being more of a practice squad guy
3: yeah and summers is a guy again athletic profile a guy you can dream on but i mean he was drafted in the seventh round for a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. and you get those kind of like him and Crawford. I feel like I feel like both of them probably make it, but yeah, probably a little more special teamers. And I I don't know. Like I, Summers is a guy that again, if he puts some of this stuff together, it could be a huge value. I just don't know that he's going to. So yeah, it's it's Martinez. You hope Burks breaks, and then you have two other guys that maybe something's there. But I honestly don't think there's much.
2: Yeah, and that's – honestly, that's scary because you have Blake Martinez and we have no clue what the hell Oren Burks is going to be.
3: And it was injured for most of last year. In and that, so if that but, crops up as a concern. So basically you have Blake Martinez with the Packers at as, an as, as inside
2: linebacker and you got nothing else. you got guys you hope are going to be something. Yeah. That's actually – Honestly, if you look at the entire defense, inside linebacker is very much the most
3: scary position of, we don't have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want to say I don't care because it's important. It is important. All, All pieces of the defense are important, Steve. But if you're going to pick like a position where like, I don't know, man, we've only got two guys who seem like they're pretty good. I'd rather it be there than like legitimately anywhere else on the defense. I'd rather be there than cornerback or safety or defensive line because let's think if you've got a defensive line, and what I hope, and I was kind of saying this last year and didn't quite work out that way, but if you've got a defensive line that the Packers have the pieces that the defensive line have, and if they can open holes, you don't need insane linebackers to kind of close that gap. You need guys who can play their positions and can shoot gaps, and that's what you need. Now, maybe the Packers have that, maybe they don't, but if you're going to have a kind of weakest position, inside linebacker is not the worst place in the world to have that. I feel like you like inside linebackers more than I do, Steve, because you really like tackle numbers, and I don't care even a little bit about tackle numbers. No, it's so no I feel worries. like that's what it is. I feel like that's exactly what I see your face. I see oh. what you're doing right now. God, god damn it, Dusty. No, I don't <laughs> I do
4: care about
2: uh, – I, I want to swear on this podcast so that – You just did. You just Yeah, I was going
4: to say too late. <laughs> no,
2: no, god damn it, it's not a swear. No, no. Well, if anything, Dusty has to, like, throw in the like, – what did you put in a whistle or something for swears?
3: Uh, no, but I can. We've talked yeah, about a I'm, slide I'm, whistle. I'm good with what I just
2: said. I don't really care that much. Fair. If I dropped an F bomb, you can go ahead and drop a whistle in there. Feel yes, free. Sir. But no, I, that's a very important position. If you look back at like all the, the, the really, really good defenses in the past 10, 15 years, they've got somebody in the middle who is outstanding. Who can run the defense, who can make sure that everybody's in the right position? You, I love Blake Martinez, but that's not the dude. That is not the guy that just runs the defense. Like you want the Luke Keekly. Like that's the guy you want in There the is like
3: legitimately a single Luke Keekly. There is a single Luke Keekly. There's no I, one else. So you're telling me there's no other good line middle linebackers in the I'm saying, if, I'm saying if you want, like, an elite guy, those guys don't exist very much, and then you have to pay them and draft them high, and the Packers simply are not going to do that. And I don't have an issue with them not doing that. If you, okay, let's say, okay, let's, let's for the sake of all this, let's look at some other guys that the Packers currently have on defense, shall we? Because they have uh, Rayshon Gary. Zadarius Smith, who are going to kind of rotate, probably line outside. They could play. They could rotate inside in a pinch if you need them to. Like you, you can. I think you can mask that. You even got like Kendall Donerson, who like I don't know, man, that dude's athletic. Just maybe try that guy inside for a little bit if you want to. They had Clay Matthews playing inside for a little bit inside. Did again, you, did you say Kendall Donerson as an sure. Individual? Oh. Hey man, not of, not as a full time, but what I'm saying is, is if the, again, I don't, I'm not saying that, that that position is worthless, but I'm saying if you're going to have a weak position in your defense, inside linebacker is the absolute least of my concerns because you can rotate guys in, you can mask that a little bit more than you can mask like legitimately anywhere else on the field, on the defense. I'm not saying it's not important. I am saying it is the least important part of the defense, I believe, to have a weak spot doesn't really concern me. Like slightly concerned. Yeah. But if we're talking about edge rushers, which we have been for like the past three years, that's a bigger concern to me. Inside linebackers, I don't care. It's fine.
2: They address the edge rushers. They need yeah. a freaking
3: yeah. inside linebacker. That's fine. Maybe they'll do it next year. They're fine. Ugh. I think they are s I think they're I think they're good enough. I think they can mask it. I don't think but it's as big a deal as you think.
4: You, let's say hypothetically, which I hope this doesn't happen, but I'm just saying, what if Blake Martinez gets hurt? Sure. Then like what happens from there?
5: Like do you? But Raven I... Green.
2: Raven Green yeah, is your sideline linebacker. They'll really be yeah. fine, they just they don't, doesn't mean to throw another guy at it.
3: Yeah, no. I think they've got guys who can <laughs> fill that in a pinch. I don't think that's the end of the world. I think you can rotate guys. I think you can mask that a bit. You I don't, don't think it's end of the end the world.
2: You apparently think the Packers
3: legit have – if Blake this goes down, they mm-hmm. have somebody on the roster that can legit fill his role. you got three to four guys you can rotate around that do a fine enough job. And that defensive line does work, and then it's fine. Again, I'm not saying I feel like I feel like you are twisting what I'm saying. I am not saying that that is that that position does not matter. I'm not saying you don't need anything with the inside linebacker position. I am saying that a slight that a weakness there does not overly concern me in the way it would somewhere else. If Blake Martinez goes down, that sucks. I'm also not going to go completely like mad and cry like I would if say Adrian Amos went down. Or That's Jair fair. Alexander went down. That's fair. It's not as important to me as anywhere else on the defense. It's the least important part of the defense to me. Not to say that it's like completely like worthless, but just it's not as important. Hmm. So you okay. still do not agree with me. You still, no. which is fine. You don't have to agree with me. I don't oh,
2: care. No. This okay. The, the you hear me out. Mm. I feel that Blake Martinez is way more important then you are giving him credit for because if he goes down, there's nothing. There's unproven Mm -hmm. nothingness. I love Oren Burst, but that dude has proven nothing. Mm -hmm. Everywhere else, I feel everywhere else, you have depth. You have multiple people in positions that are... If if somebody goes down, they are ready to step up and succeed. If if, if Blake Martinez goes down, the Packers have nothing.
3: Eh. eh, eh, it's it's not great. Oh my god, it's not the best situation in the world. I'm also, I maybe it's just maybe I'm feeling good tonight, Steve. Maybe I'm feeling good. <laughs> it does it does it's not a big concern for me at the moment. Do you have spe, like special birthday whiskey
2: or bourbon you got going on? I got some stuff. I got some stuff. <laughs>
3: None of that's none of your concerns, Steve. None
2: of my business. <laughs> I, yeah, I got you. But honestly, like that, I feel like that's a huge concern because I, I I legit really enjoy the Packers defense right now, but I feel inside linebacker is the weakest point in the entire Packers defense. And if Blake goes down, man, they got nothing. I, I love Orton Burks, but... He hasn't proven anything in the NFL, which is something you have to do. And the other guy's got nothing either.
3: I think I'm riding the high from the rest of the defense. I don't care. It doesn't it's not <laughs> a big deal for me. It does not Sarah, The if you... middle the middle of the field means nothing to you? No, I just think they've got enough guys that can rotate in and out. I think they've going got over guys in the middle and are nobody
2: we... to cover him makes no Steve, difference. Steve, you putting on
3: are you putting on boxing gloves right now? Sarah, do you see it? He's taping his hands. Steve is taping his hands right now.
4: Yeah, oh, I yeah. see
3: that. Looks yeah, like it's warming up. you will lose.
4: <laughs> Get some air punches in.
3: He's so mad. He is so mad. He's so mad. <laughs> Sir, do you have any thoughts on this so it's not just me and Steve yelling at each other?
4: I think it's like, I understand what you're saying, how it's not the most, like, you're not concerned about it as much as you would be about another area on the team. I completely understand that. But I also think it is an important position to worry about. So I'm kind of in the middle here. I see what both of you are saying. I feel like this it's happens good. a lot. It's I'm a kind of like, hey, up. well, I see what you're saying, but why don't you try to listen to them and what they're saying? But I definitely nice. think that there is a lack of depth for sure. I am 100% in agreement with Steve on that. But – But I also understand what Dusty is saying. Ah, I, I do have to kind of lean with Steve on this one because I just think there is that lack of depth. And, I mean, there just hasn't been that moment where any of the remaining linebackers have really proved something to me. Like, significantly, where I'm like, okay, I'd be comfortable with them doing that. But, who knows? Let's hope we don't have to worry about this situation. These are all hypotheticals. But... We'll see, I guess.
3: Here's my here's my larger thought process, I think, and then and then we can drop it probably, is that um, I, I think my mindset is if I'm concerned about the inside linebacker spot on the defense and like not really anywhere else, then I'm not really that concerned. It's not great, but if that's like oh no man, the inside linebacker spot looks a bit weak and everywhere else looks like some of it like legitimately stacked, then those concerns are not huge. That's that's where I'm coming from. That is where I'm coming from. If Blake Martinez goes down, the defense will suffer. But it won't suffer in the same way that if we had a single edge rusher and he went down, the defense wouldn't. That's my larger point.
2: Fair. I, I see your point, and
3: I still say it's stupid. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I don't like your face, so here we are.
4: Well... <laughs> so-
2: yeah,
3: you know, it is, it is what it is. My face is not going to change, Dusty. <laughs> wouldn't it be is. a so
4: typical podcast for us if you two didn't severely disagree about something? Uh, so. That's true.
3: I, that true.
2: Uh, You know, I, I've had several cocktails, and I almost called them a whole, with the whole version of it tonight. So, that's- Honestly, I'm very, very, congratulations on your restraint, mm-hmm. Steve. Very mm-hmm. proud of you. I know, I know. All right, so we have officially addressed the inside linebacker position. I do want to talk to you guys. The Madden team ratings are out, and nobody cares what Madden teams ratings are, but Twitter has been freaking out because the Packers are apparently tied for third. They have been given an eighty-seven rating. That's insane. I. I love the Packers, and I love Madden, but what the hell, guys? Like,
4: Yeah. I What the
1: hell? I
4: just could not believe that when I saw that. And like you said, it's not like I'm – I hate the Packers. I love the Packers. I have stuff hanging in my room. I wear shirts almost every day. But this is a little bit ridiculous. Like, I feel like this team with a new offense – New coaches, new coaching, I can't speak. New coaches <laughs> yeah. in several areas. How are we going to say that they're going to be this great? That they're going to be tied for third with their, with their overall rating? I feel like that is just a huge jump to make. Do I hope we are that good? Absolutely. Do I think right now in this very moment that we are that good? No. So this is just a little weird to me. And I understand why people were confused about it because even as a fan, I am just as confused to be honest.
3: and uh, Steve, I don't know how the breakdown works if it's if you've got like offense defense stuff, I don't dig too deep into the the stuff, but I just think of like from the offensive side of the ball. You've got, and we were just talking about some of the inside linebackers, like you can dream on that guy. I feel like there's a lot of guys in the offense that way. You've got some second-year guys that you hope, like you've got Devontae Adams, and then second-year guys that you hope make the jump. You've got uh, an aging Jimmy Graham, who didn't do much last year, and Mercedes Lewis, who did next to nothing last year, and then a rookie tight end and a second-year tight end that you hope makes the jump. Like, you've got, like, quite a few guys like that. So, again, I'm optimistic on the team. Even then it seems like there's so many question marks as far as like well I hope this guy takes a step forward I that it is, it seems very, very high. Even so, the Football Outsiders put out their um, their almanac, their, their Football Outsiders almanac, and they do their projections for the year. Um, the Packers' projection for wins, and I think this is low, they usually trend a little low, is 8.6 for this next year, with like a 44% chance of making the playoffs. I feel like that's low, but I also feel like that's kind of more in line with uh, what the general perception of this team is, with like Sarah said, all the changes that have gone in. So, for a third place Madden rank, that's bonkers.
2: I mean they they were tied with a couple of other teams but this was my overwhelming thought. I know it's un- we we all agree it's unbelievably high. But with Ted Thompson, you had you knew you were going to have about four or five undrafted free agents that were going to be making that team, right? Like mm-hmm. that's legit. Like you yes. knew you knew that was what was going to happen. mm
4: mm-hmm. Mhm.
2: With Gutekunst, I feel like the roster is stronger because he is going to have people on that team. He may have to pay him a little bit more, but he's going to have guys on that team that are supposed to be there. They're not going to be the undrafted free agent guys that you all of a sudden are like, oh, who the hell is this guy? Oh, he made the team? Some weird-ass undrafted free agent cornerback? Oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure.
3: I feel like we hey, we talked about this before, haven't we Steve? About didn't we have like an undrafted free agent we were kind of talking about who we thought was going to make the team? I think you actually said none this year. I did I did do old none. Yeah, we talked and and I think we talked about it at that point as well that there is this is kind of that it's Transition. where where do you yeah, it's not just the flashy guys, it's kind of where do you make your improvements? How do you make those improvements? And it, it is I do think that's part of it. I mean, other <laughs> Thompson they probably don't get Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. They certainly don't do both, which means this year you probably go in with maybe they keep Nick Perry. And then you still maybe Reggie Gilbert and Donerson, or maybe you draft Burns or something, who's a lower Madden rating. Like it's a it's a it's a very good point, Steve, as far as that like some of that roster building helping with that. It just I, I think the eighty seven that the Packers
2: got is just a a really good sign for Packers fans. I don't know if I'm, I'm there yet. You've got to be excited because people in the outside world look at the Packers roster. They look at the entire team that they have and they say, wow, this, that, that team is actually really talented. It's been a long-ass time. Like I feel like Aaron Rodgers has lifted that rating up for a long time. And now it is starting to finally be a lot more top heavy, as opposed to just Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I mean, I don't know if
3: you guys understand what I'm. Yeah, at. Yeah. I
4: know what you're saying.
3: Yeah, it might not be necessarily depth. It might not be like one through fifty three is talented, but you've got like Kenny Clark, who's got a high number, and you've got you've got those like like you said, the top heavy is a very good way to put it. You've got these guys who kind of raise that a bit.
2: Rodgers is there. Kenny Clark is there. Devontae Adams is there. Bakhtiari is there like they all of a sudden they're like oh
3: Aaron they, Jones I haven't seen Aaron Jones's was, rating I assume oh, it, he's up a bit yeah well uh, he's not he's not even up as as
2: much as you would think he's I think I last I saw he was at like an 81.
3: Where do I sign the petition Steve do you have the petition going already to raise Aaron Jones up a little bit or how does this work I'm supposed to be outraged I'm supposed to be we'll, outraged we'll get by Madden in. ratings Urgh. we'll get him we'll get there
2: So the Madden thing kind of wants to go into what Jair said into the Journal Sentinel. I don't know if you guys saw this, Mm -hmm. but, man, I freaking love this guy because (laughs) what he came out and said in the Journal Sentinel, year two, I want to be an all-pro. Everything else will take care of itself. There are big words for small minds, but, you know, I ain't tripping. All pro it is. Like, oh my god, that's that's amazing. That's that's Mm -hmm. exactly what you want a cornerback to like. That's the mentality you want him to have because uh, cornerbacks are going to get burned. It's going to happen. But man, that's exactly
3: what you want a guy to to be thinking, right?
4: Absolutely.
3: Oh, I mean, that was oh when he got drafted. That was the thing is like, man, listen, he's got skills. He knows what he's doing, but he's that swagger. Like he's gonna, like he's bringing that swagger to the defense. The Packers have not had in forever, and I love that he's not letting up. Just
4: yeah, and he's just consistently up. and always been himself, and I think that's awesome when you see mm-hmm. his personality shine through his game and in every moment, in an interview like that on the field. So it's just really great. I've loved that about him from the start. And so to see him come in that hyped for year two is just amazing. And I think everyone that follows the Packers is super excited about what he's going to do this year. And just hearing him say that just kind of hyped me up even more.
2: Well, it's, it's super exciting. Did you guys see the Chris Sims interview with Aaron Rodgers on the field, not on the field, but on the golf course?
4: I saw part of it.
2: Yeah.
3: I saw pieces.
2: I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, best way to describe it. Um, hmm. he, he, he dips into family, he dips into football. So it's it's very interesting just to kind of watch the whole thing because it's literally when Rogers is on the Celebrity Pro Am, so he is on the golf course in California. I think you just heard my dog there as well, but he's literally on the Celebrity Golf Am and. He's dipping into family issues as to if that's where Rogers got his touch. <laughs> so we, it, uh, it
3: was like his, his, his throwing his athleticism. It was very whatever, awkward,
2: yeah. but then just kind of jumps into where he learned how to make a lot of the throws that he was making. In uh, my God, like you guys need to watch this because. I love Aaron Rodgers and I love Brett Favre and he is just complimenting Brett Favre as to how he learned how to make these throws foot position in the right way. Oh my God.
3: Tell me tell me I'm wrong. Is this, was well, that not awesome for you? Well, it's cool hearing him say it. I mean, it has been for years now it has been the, um, the whole Rodgers doesn't throw with his feet on the ground, which is how he avoids like, you know, some of those injuries or whatever, or kind of how Favre has avoided some of those injuries as well was kind of, he throws and his arm strength was so good. He would throw with, Neither of his feet planted or one of his feet planted or something like that. And that's, that was always a, kind of the comparison. And at times it would feel almost like a lazy comparison just because, well, both these guys played for the Packers. So, you know, let's compare these guys. Um, but there, were, you do see those similarities. And it's interesting that it's not just – I mean, obviously we've heard you know multiple, multiple times from – uh, you know, McCarthy remade Rogers delivery from, uh, from when he was in Cal or Tedford to when he came into the NFL. And you know some of those mechanical things were very obvious to see if you saw even just the way Rogers held the ball in college, for example, up by his ear hole, the kind of the Tedford thing. Um, but to kind of hear him talk about, uh, the unconventional <laughs> way, the non McCarthy, the kind of, uh, the odd Favre stuff that only Favre and apparently now Rogers can pull off kind of really learning that from him, uh, that is interesting to hear because um, it is something kind of been speculated about for a while. So, yeah. but Yeah, I cool.
4: think the whole development of their relationship has been something that's been really interesting to see over the years and how they – there was so much tension when Rogers first came to Green Bay and then there was the mutual respect of each other and then they became friends and now it seems like they're super close and that they talk – pretty much all the time and I know Rogers has said that they golf together and that they hang out and he really considers him like family and I think that's amazing to see that transition and that they were able to despite you know all the crap that that they had to go through and that you know words were said and what fans were saying and just everything that they can now be so close and have that respect for each other is just insane I think that they're both so talented and the fact that Rodgers is able to take away so much from him is obviously a huge reason why he's the player that he is today so to kind of hear him give that credit back to Favre is always really cool it's kind of that you know passing of the torch and it's just always been something that I've enjoyed seeing and now it's really cool to just look back and see how far they've come and I think you know that kind of Mentorship will always be there, no matter how close they get. So it's just really interesting Mm -hmm. to look and hear about.
3: Well, the thing with them is always kind of that personality. That personality is so different, and that was the clashes at the beginning. And so, and we kind of talked about this before as well. Rogers is always kind of a little cagey. I know a lot of people think of him as as arrogant, which I think I can't. I can't find the quote for the life of me. The quote I've heard about Aaron Rodgers being arrogant is. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is arrogant. You don't attempt some of the throws that he that he attempts, and then I can complete a little bit arrogant, arrogant. If um, yeah, you you if you're if you're a quarterback in the NFL, you need to be arrogant, or, you, or you're out of here. Um, but yeah, he's, he's his personality is such as not as fun loving, clearly, which has rubbed people the wrong way. He's just he's a little more cagey. I don't I don't feel like he's at a point in his career or his life where he would call Far Farvy or try to uh, make the relationship to be better than it is, uh, just to like just to placate fans or try to make people happy. Like it does seem like they're in a better spot now, which is just, which I mean, as we said with all the, what was the Perlman book that came out about far when a lot of these details kind of like very uh, specific details kind of came to light. Um, and that was just a couple of years ago. Cause we're kind of seeing that and seeing that maybe there was still some animosity to where it is now. Yeah. To Sarah's point, it's, it's really, really cool to see how far they've come in just kind of a relatively short period of time. It's kind of awesome.
2: Well, I think think that'll put us in a good spot. We can wrap this thing up, but next week, Sarah, can you tell us what's happening next week?
4: The one-year episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You finally got the date right. You finally got the date right. We will be celebrating next week. (laughs) This will be the one-year anniversary of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Pretty, pretty exciting stuff. We're we're really happy, and we will be talking about the Packers quarterback, so – As much as Andy is gonna really, really hate this, all we're gonna do is talk about Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron
3: Rodgers, Steve. You can't say that now. He's not gonna. He's gonna cancel us next week. He's gonna do the Tim Boyle show now. You understand? We're not gonna talk
2: about Deshaun Kaiser. We are not gonna talk about Tim Boyle. We are gonna be talking about Aaron Rodgers all day for the entire podcast. That is what's happening. Sarah, you're you're in agreement, right?
4: Absolutely. Who doesn't love to love Aaron Rodgers?
2: Exactly. Next week, we'll be talking all Aaron Rodgers for Dusty, for Sarah. I'm Steve. Go pack up.